Through Buzz, a weekly podcast about the Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival. I'm Sharla. I'm Daniel. And I'm Brooklyn. Hey, Brooklyn, what you been up to? I've been uh, working and getting ready for Christmas. Really? So you had a good Thanksgiving? I had a lovely Thanksgiving with my family. What kind of plans you got for Christmas? I don't know. Don't know yet? Neither do I. That's okay. Yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) Just as long as I'm with family and friends, that's all that matters, right? That is all that matters. But, like, I would like it if, uh, on New Year's, if we could just make Alexa blast some, like, EDM music and just have us dance. How about some old uh, jazz age music since we're about to go back into the 20s? Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm really excited. We're going to have a a roaring 20s party. Yeah, a really good friend of ours. His name is Houston. He's a friend of everybody in the whole Rubus circle. He's having a roaring 20s party. We're all going to wear, like, clothes from the great Gatsby and stuff. I can't wait. We had some people respond to us a few weeks ago about what they were thankful for. It's It was Thanksgiving and we're moving into the holidays. Since we're trying to spread positivity, I thought we might share a little bit of what everybody has been thankful for. You guys want to read some of these with us? Yeah, I'll read them. AJ Briner, who is Plurfection, he says he's thankful for Rue and the Rue community. Thankful he got to take his mom last year to Rue for her first music festival experience. That's awesome. Thankful she's coming back in 2020. Thankful for music and how it connects us in weird ways. I want to meet his mom. Can we party Dude, with his mom? Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I wish my mom would come to Bonnaroo, uh, but yeah. she would literally have an anxiety attack. Oh. Well, I want to meet AJ's mom. AJ, bring your mom to the bus. Get her to sign it. We'll, we'll hook her up. We'll yeah, show her around awesome. inside. Okay, so Laura Michelle, she says, I'm thankful for having such a beautiful network of friends all around the country that I've met through music and festivals. I think we all feel that yeah, way. Yeah, we all feel that way. <laughs> well, so, all around the world, really. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So Celeste, who I actually talked with yesterday, she's coming to Huntsville. She's going to come to the Old Crow Mason Ooh, show concert. I'll be there. Yeah, we'll probably be there. She says she's thankful for her Rue fam. I'm one of those people who got to make their own family, and I couldn't have chosen a better bunch. We're all friends thanks to years of group mergers. Every Rue is a family reunion, and she sent a photo. There's a, oh like, wow, there's so many. There's at least fifty or sixty people. I talked to her yesterday, and she told me that it's kind of like a combination of a lot of different group camps that That's are in so that cool. one spot. Yeah. I love the idea of group camping. That's how we made a lot of our friends. I love them so much. Like all, like Red Rue, Rutan Clan, trying to go to bed. It's like <laughs> so they're all such yeah. great people. It's just a whole community. Of it's great kind people. of like the music festival version of going to fraternity and sorority row at a college. Yeah, but <laughs> in a fun no way. hazing. No hazing. No, you're well, you're. <laughs> Anybody is welcome. That's the difference. You don't have to <laughs> right. run naked through the woods. I mean, unless you want to. That'd be funny. Well, yeah. You can do that. <laughs> you can. Nobody's going to touch. We're not going to touch that. <laughs> <laughs> so Kyle, the Bonnaroovian, he responded. He said, while we're all spending time with our families for Thanksgiving, you know, in the holidays, we must remember that not everyone enjoys this blessing. Thousands of brave Americans are spending Thanksgiving away from their families as they serve and defend the nation. Thank you for their sacrifice. Yeah, and as we mentioned when we talked with him, uh, Kyle is a veteran. We thank him so much for his service. And any Bonnaroovian who's been a service member, we know oh, this yeah. time of the year can be tough if you're serving. He's a sweet guy. Yeah, he we sent love me, Kyle. He sent me a Snapchat of a Corgi Christmas decoration, and I really want it now. He knows you well. <laughs> so we got one also from Pondo. And some of you guys that follow Bonnaroo stuff closely know him. He had a crazy thing happen to him last year. Do you want to read this, Charlotte? Hondo says, about a year ago, I lost everything material I owned in a house fire. What I'm thankful for is realizing so many things are important that money cannot buy. I'm also thankful for the massive outpouring of love and support from my Twitter family. I love you guys. 
Aww. Yeah, so I, I remember love you too. that happened roughly a year ago, and the whole community, and of course, everyone that Pondo knows, helped him out. He's back on his feet. He's doing great. Pondo, come see us at the bus. Drinks yes, are on us. Do. Molly Parker wrote, and she said, her first roo was 2018, and it changed her life. Ever since, I always try to be more positive and uplifting. Being away from my roo fam sucks, but it makes me more grateful for the days that I get to be there. Oh. You guys are touching my heart. Would you like to read one, Brooklyn? This is from our friend, the Mama Ruvian. She's a oh, teacher. Oh, I love her. She's great. I've seen a, a picture that she posted on Twitter. I can't remember what it was because I, I have a memory of a goldfish. But <laughs> what did she say? Anyways, I'm thankful for the two families I have, my immediate family and my four beautiful daughters and my music families. Without them, I would not be here today. I'm so also thankful for the beautiful children that I get to teach and nature, nurture Every day. Like I said, I can't read, but it's fine. You know, I, I have seen some of her stuff from <clears throat> the Mama Ruvian. I love that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She kind of teaches cool. stuff from the code to her class of kids. That's amazing. That's so cool. and that, I want my future kid to go to her class. I want you to hold that thought for just a minute about kids working <laughs> with the code, okay? We're going to get back to that here in just a little bit. Uh, Sarah Condon said, being reunited with her hometown BFFs and family uh, during the holidays, of which many are part of her Bonnaroo crew. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, Danny Rue, a good friend of, of ours, good friend of the bus, says she's thankful for all things Bonnaroo, including you wonderful people at the Rue bus. I'll thank you, Danny. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Rave Mom says, I'm thankful for mental health recovery brought forth by positive friends, supportive family, music acceptance of my acceptance of my illness, and a new outlook that life truly gets better. Yeah, and I think that's something that a lot of people in the Bonnaroo community haven't really been afraid to share. I mean, let's be honest. We all go through some mental health illness problems. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, yeah, it's hard not to for people in this day and age. People like Shoot and Roo Fitness do a lot to raise awareness of that and right. help people have the tools to feel better, to look more positively at life. That's something I'm thankful for. Right. Well, it's something that so many of us go through. Justin Smith says, I'm thankful to the incredible Barnery marketing team who set up an amazing puzzle last year <laughs> that won his entire crew tickets to come back in 2020. Fourth year and no end in sight. Thankful for the endless vibes of Rue. Yeah, you remember that crazy uh, map that yes, they sent us yeah. last year? Yes, with the cute little flashlights that's hanging on my keychain. I was so perplexed by that thing. <laughs> you were. <laughs> I could not figure any of it I out. I remember I was at work. And in the group message, it was like, Daniel, calm down. We're going to figure this out. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, so this of, guy yeah. won? I, I guess won so. Them. He said that he won tickets for this coming year. That's, That's awesome. So cool. That's awesome. Congratulations on you being yeah. a genius. Justin, please tell us your secrets yeah, in case they do another say. puzzle this year. <laughs> Emily Grishup. Sorry if I mispronounce your name, Emily. She says, her cats and heated blankets are Aww. what she's saying. Oh. We are also very thankful for cats, and especially our cat, Ricky. I'm thankful for my heated blanket at work. Oh, okay. Ada Elysium, I think? What did she say? She says, I'm thankful that I have such a great support system to where I'm able to be in school, work, go to Bonnaroo, and other concerts, on top of being a mom. I bet she is going to be the most awesome mom taking her kids to concerts. Yes. M, thankful for the week I got to spend with my... Ever busy mama this past June while we were at Rue. This is Aww. a common theme. A lot of people taking their moms yeah, to Rue. Yeah, once again. Can look we take at that. Uh, she'd probably have to sleep a lot. Would she come if, uh, who, who would have to play Bonnery for your mom to come? Peter Frampton. Oh, but she had a good time at that concert. Yeah, Nashville, she likes right? cleaning butt. <laughs> Peter Frampton at Bonnery would be great. 
Lastly, we got one from Connor Taylor. He's CT on Twitter. He says, he's thankful for the people I've met and the amazing times I've had at Rue. The Rue fam saved my life more than once. You showed me how to really live life. Y'all are seriously amazing. I love each and every single one of you. That's a really good one to wrap it up with. I just thought it would be cool to take a moment to like be kind of mindful of what we're all thankful for. Yes. Not just us, but the whole Rue community. A lot of us have been really blessed. And, oh, uh, for sure. Next up, i got something for you guys that I want you to take a listen to. You know, we've had some guests on the podcast over the past month. We had uh, Kyle the Bonruvian. We had uh, Camp Red Rue come on. Kevin told us about what was going on. And, of course, we hung out with the What Podcast guys. But we have another very special guest that I interviewed uh, last week over Thanksgiving who is another very important member of the Rubus crew. You want to hear this? Yeah, I'm, I'm like on the edge of my chair right now. We're here with Miss Lacey Jane. How are you? Good. How old are you? Five. You're five? Yeah. But you're going to be six soon, right? Yeah. Okay. So I want you to tell me about something. Is that okay? Yes. Me and you went to a concert this past summer. Do you remember that? Yes. Who was playing that concert? Tame and Paula. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a good time at that show? What did you think? I think about my baby brother. Oh, no. What did you, I know you think <laughs> about him, but what did you think about that concert? You did have some ice cream there. It was an ice cream bar? Yeah. I think it was called King of Pops. And our friend Sarah gave you one. Yeah, and I, and I got the strawberry cup that time. Is that what you remember the most about that concert? Yeah. That was pretty good. <laughs> you did something else that day, too. Did you meet Ron and go under the roof shoot? Yes. What did you think about that? I, um... It was uh, a giant parachute, wasn't it? With a lot of colors. And there was people cheering for me. They was? Yeah. What were they saying? <laughs> they were saying, go, Lacey, go. Go, Lacey, go. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was fun. There was another band called uh, Group Love that was playing when you did that. Did you like that band? Yeah. Who was your favorite band that day? Maybe. Um... Was it Group Love or Tame Impala? Which was your favorite? Tame Paula. Tame Paula. Really? Yeah. Why, why did you like them so much? Did you see the crazy lasers? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> was it funny? Yes. And it was so silly when they were cheering for me. Everybody was happy to see you. That's why they were cheering for me. Yeah. Are you going to go to Bonnaroo with us one day? Yes. What do, what do you want to do at Bonnaroo? Go play somewhere. Oh, well, yeah. You can do a lot of that there. What kind of music do you want to see there? Well, I like this music. <laughs> I like this music. All right. What, what's your favorite song? Pineapples are in my head. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know that song. Yes. That's a band called Glass Animals. I saw them last week. <laughs> and that's why it's my favorite song. Oh, okay. Well, that's fun. How old do you think you have to be to go to Bonnaroo? Maybe eight? Yes. Eight? Okay. Well, you let me know when you're ready, and I'm going to take you, okay? Are you going to drive the bus for me? Yes. What are you going to say when you pull up in the bus? I'm going to sing, and I'm going to sing my favorite song. I'm going to sing, I'm going to sing Pineapples Are In My Head. Well, sing for me. Pineapples Are In My Head. Pineapples Are In My okay. Head. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Lacey. Tell them bye.
Okay, so that was the youngest member of our crew, Miss Lacey Jane. I'm in tears right now. I know, she is the sweetest. <laughs> if you couldn't tell from uh, my interview with her, we took her to Shaky Knees in Atlanta back in, what, what was it, May? Yeah. And I am so proud of myself that her first concert was Tame Impala. Dude, she has good taste in music. Yeah, that was totally unprompted where she started singing that Glass Animal song. Oh. That's her favorite band. I really wish I could have an edited version of that song so I could play the whole yeah. thing for her and not feel guilty about it. Alright guys, this past week I asked on the Rebus Twitter which story people would like to hear more about. So I have two true stories that sound like they're both made up, but they both actually happened. One was the Runicorn at the Res show back in, what was it, Brooklyn, 2017? It was your first year. Yeah, it was 2017. So I realized that there wasn't much of a story to this. It's more like an antidote, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But basically, Res was playing a show at the other. This was the first year that it was just the other, not the other tent. It was an afternoon on that Sunday. And, you know, she has a lot of fans. There was a pretty big crowd there. We weren't there. We were at something else. But there was a video that went crazy viral after that. Did you see that video, Charlotte? No. I've never seen it. <laughs> no. Had you seen it, Brooklyn? Yes. It's so funny. I've what? still never seen that. Well, tell Charlotte what happened in it. If it's the one that I'm thinking of, it's uh, the unicorn that you met. Ron had it. Yeah, the little unicorn. Yeah, little unicorn. And it was in a circle... And it was surrounded by people just dancing. Oh! Like, now it, I remember. It they was, were so vibing. Yeah. It was kind of like a mosh pit. Yeah. If a little tiny stripper was in the middle of it. <laughs> it was great. They were throwing dollar bills at it. and <laughs> somebody throwing beads on it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in that video, if you go look it up on YouTube, just look up Res Unicorn or whatever, you'll see, like, it doesn't have anything on it to begin with. Like, there's no markings or, or things written on it, no beads or whatever. Somebody put that unicorn in the middle of that pit, and everybody freaked out as if a real live <laughs> unicorn just showed up in the middle of that set. And that is the energy of Bonnaroo, my friends. I love things like that where the so weirdest great. stuff just becomes something that everybody's into, right? It's so great. That unicorn still lives on. I think it's with the Rooshoot crew up in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Because Ron has taken it back to Bonnaroo, and he took it to our meetup that we had in front of the Parthenon in Nashville last spring, Somebody too. Somebody had it, yeah. Uh, somehow, Matthew Silver ended up with it this oh, past yeah, yeah. year. There were some photos that <laughs> went everywhere where he's like looking at it like, ooh. They belong with each other. They do. He is a unicorn. He is a magical <laughs> unicorn. He is. We met him a few times where we were walking around in the camps. Mm -hmm. Did you meet him? Yeah, he was running around screaming farts, and it was the most magical thing in the world. <laughs> I think you must have met him a different time. Uh, Charlotte, Ashu, and I were walking around looking for something or somebody. I don't even remember. And he was out there in front of the disco tower. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea what he said. Do you remember? I remember it was ridiculous and hilarious. Yeah, I don't remember. He started. He looked at your outfit and he was really impressed by it and said something really funny yeah, about it. Yeah, I don't remember. I can't remember. What, he is a magical person. I hope he is back this coming yeah, year. That'd be fun. So, second true story that's kind of a myth and legend. Charlotte, I know you do know about the Whatfield truck, right? Yes, I know about it because you keep talking about it. <laughs> well, this is like a definite Bonnaroo legend. I think it happened back in 2016 
That was such a weird, fun year yeah. in so many ways. It happened on Sunday evening. We were at something else. We missed this again. We didn't learn about it until after the fact. But basically, this guy drove an old red pickup truck into the middle of the what field. He had a couch in the bed of it, just sat there and chilled and watched the show. What is that, like an 87 Chevy Silverado? Yeah, I have a photo of it up for us to look at. It does look like an 80s old, like somebody's dad's truck that he borrowed and somehow <laughs> got into Aaron's, Santa Roo. Aaron's dad's truck. <laughs> <laughs> but um, back in the spring, I got in touch with this guy. His name is Blake Adrian, and he kind of told the story about this. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. So he said, sitting in camp on Sunday night, he came up with the brilliant idea of throwing the couch in the back of the truck and just driving it into Sinaru. He thought, if he just acts like he knows what he's doing, he's going to get it in there, right? <laughs> so Sunday morning rolls around, and everyone leaves him at the camp because there was no way this was going to work. So he began to undo his camper top with a multi-tool, because he had one of those things on the back of the, the bed. He drove up to the main gate and parked for a minute, just observing how everything went. He figured that that couldn't be the spot, so he kept moving towards the VIP spot, on the main road around Cinderu. He saw when he got to the porta party trucks where they were com coming and going, he just kind of got in line with all of them. By the way, we can't advocate for any of this. This no, is a funny story, but you shouldn't not. do this. <laughs> he got Somehow he got a staff band. He flashed at the girl that was like really perplexed at the entrance, and somehow he got in. He set up his area and called the rest of his people from his camp who could not believe he had done it. It went from the crazy ramblings of a seasoned wook, as he puts it, to actually coming to fruition, and he said it felt good. That was until the staff sergeant of Coffee County came up and escorted him off of the festival grounds <laughs> in the back of a patrol car. So again, this is why you shouldn't Yeah, do that. his truck got impounded. He said he 100% got arrested. He got charged with public intoxication and criminal mischief. But, you know, the, the charges got dropped and everything. He said, would I do it again? Absolutely. Will Rue ever allow it to happen again? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> so again, this makes for a funny story and like a legend because there's photos of this, you know, old red pickup truck in the middle of the field. I don't recommend that. Yeah. But can you imagine just walking by, like going to the headliner that night and all of a sudden there's like some dude chilling in the back? You know, honestly, if I was walking by and saw it, I wouldn't think about it. Like I wouldn't uh, yeah, put two and two together. I'd be like, oh, well, this oh, is yeah. normal. Well, it goes to show like... And again, I'm not advocating this, but if you look like you know what you're doing and look like you belong, no. you can pretty much get away with no, anything. No, you can't. But you shouldn't do it. It's hilarious, but you still shouldn't do it. That's how you get arrested. I mean, he got arrested. He owned up to it. He said, like, yeah, this was dumb. Well, actually, I think he said he would do it again, but Blake, you shouldn't do it again. <laughs> no, please don't. But it did turn into one of those big Bonnerhill legends that a lot of people continue to talk about. Can you guys think of any other those kind of legends that you've heard from other people? Hmm. I know of one. What? Tell us. Did the poop truck explode? Oh, yeah. I forgot. I, we were going to do a whole thing about legends. And I totally forgot. Well, this forgot. is it. <laughs> no, I don't know if this is true or not, but I have heard this from multiple people. Like, back around 2009, 10, 11, I don't know when, before our time, there was some deal where somebody was walking around in the campgrounds and one of those giant sewage trucks come by. You know, they, they empty out the porta yeah, potties yeah. with you know, all the unmissional stuff happening there. It's coming by, and all of a sudden, one, boom, and it goes everywhere, all over these poor people. And you just hear, like, off in the uh, distance, somebody's like, "Did the poop truck explode?" Oh, so yes. for, I don't know if this is true, but from what I hear, that year and a couple I, of years yeah. after, like, people were like walking around, "Did the poop truck explode? Did the poop truck explode?" Like everywhere, everyone. So if you know of anything about this, like, please write us. I'm gonna know if this is true, 
or if it's just some joke that got out of control or anything like that. Ah, yeah. I wouldn't put it past him or whatever. You got any? So, you got any legends, Brooklyn? Okay, so I was thinking about this when we did the podcast with Rose with the Bus. Yes. And um, y'all were talking about you know weather throughout the years. Yeah. And I wanted you so badly to start telling the story about the the um, line of horses. Uh, forcing oh, people man. out of Bonnaroo. That's kind of a legend. From... You want to hear that one? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So again, this was in 2016 because for whatever reason, that was such a weird magical year, right? It was Sunday night. No, I'm sorry. Saturday night. It was the night of Macklemore and Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Um, we were about halfway back in the field when Macklemore was playing. And all of a sudden there's thunder and lightning way off in the distance, but close enough for them to like for legal and liability reasons have to like evacuate scenery. Right. Mm-hmm. So they get everybody out there or they're trying to anyways, us and some other people thought we could get away with getting under that big tent that's in the back of the what field. Cause obviously the storm wasn't going to come over Bonnaroo. So we were hoping that they would just, you know, see that had passed and let everybody back in. It would just be like five or 10 minutes and music would start again. That didn't happen. The break was, gosh, 45 minutes or an hour before Macklemore started back, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. But we're in that tent, and people thinking they're going to get away with this, but some of the security guys come over there and say, they're like, no, you got to leave. You got to leave. I'm sorry. I know it's dumb, but this is like the, the you know rules or whatever. You have to go. We're starting to think, like, okay, well, we can just go hang out in the general store that's right outside that gate. Right. You know, they sell, like, random things if you forgot it. Um, but right when we're about to leave, Things got a little dicey. Like a lot of people were like shouting back at the security people, like, hell no, we won't go, you know? And it got bad. And then I think the cops realized that they had to step in and kind of like, you know, use a little intimidation to get people to leave to get the idea. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, this wall of horses comes towards us. <laughs> the cavalry has came. No, seriously. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like that scene at the end of Lord of the Rings. There's like a million horses coming, not a million, but a lot of horses right. coming at us. It's and like the all horses. The horse cops, yeah. They have the horses trained to turn sideways and walk towards you. You, Yeah, that was yeah, crazy. I remember. And we were like, when we saw that, we're like, oh, okay, okay, we got to go. Let's go out the gates. We'll just hang out here and we'll come back because I want to get up close for Pearl Jam that night. So we go hang out in the store and we come back. But there were some people that were bound and determined to stay in Sinru. And again, a dumb idea. They shouldn't have done this. Oh, no. Some guy bolts it out of that tent. Thinking that he's going to escape? I don't know. I, he must have not been totally sober, I suppose. <laughs> and I don't know exactly, but I heard from multiple people that that guy get, got kicked out. Not just out of scenery, but out, out. Like out uh, of Bonnaroo. Yeah, they cut his wrist. I he got arrested. Yeah. That may have I been the case. I have no idea. Like, this is just all hearsay. But again, that's just another example of what a weird, wacky, fun year 2016 was. So many weird things happened like that. Yeah. So again... It's another funny legend, but we can't advocate for it. If something like that happens, you should probably do what security tells you to do. They're just trying to keep you safe. I mean, once they bring in the wall of horses, you you better yeah, get out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Those horses are very well trained because they're trained to be friendly. Like, the horse cops <laughs> don't mind if you come up and like, oh, can I pet the horse? They're like, yeah, yeah, what's his name? And they'll tell you about the horse and everything and hang out with the horse. In fact, I saw a viral video one time of... Some of those horses dancing to Tame Impala out in the campgrounds mm-hmm. at somebody's camp. So those horses are having a good time, too. But they mean business if it comes down to it. I remember my first year, we were walking back to camp, and we were passing one of those horses, and there was a guy that was 
probably tripping balls. Yeah. Just stroking the the horse's head. Not a good Tell, idea. He told him that he was a beautiful boy. I was remember he? hearing it. Was yes, he a beautiful he boy? He was a beautiful boy, uh-huh. I guess. All right, guys. We went through a lot more legends than I thought we were going to. This is pretty <laughs> good. That was fun. Right, so I want to hear your Bonnaroo legends. Yeah. Yeah. Write us. Tell us. Email us. Tweet us. DM us. Slide into Slide in those, those DMs. DMs. Yeah, we want to hear them. The real robust at mail.com. And if you got a real good one, if you want to tell a story, we'll have you call in and tell it. I'd oh, love yeah. to hear it. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is exactly the kind of thing we started this whole podcast for. Yep. Just record it. Send it to us. All I want right. to see more Bonnaroo memes. Send us your memes. We'll retweet Speaking them. Speaking memes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. This was fun. So we got some fun stuff coming up. We'll talk more after Christmas and New Year's about fun things that we're going to have at the bus at Bonnaroo this year. But it's getting close. I think in the next couple episodes, we're going to be talking about a lineup drop and clues and stuff. Yep. Fancy. About that time. All right, guys. Where can everybody find you online? At Little Bits Vintage. How about you, Brooke? Ginger underscore marbles. That's both of y'all's Instagrams, right? Yes. Awesome. On Twitter, it's a dot instead of an underscore. You share a lot of good memes. I see your Twitter. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you in a week or two. Get out there and radiate positivity. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler.